You're listening to Mississauga Connect, presented by Mississauga Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mississauga Connect is dedicated to spirituality, vitality, and service among our members and community, growing out of scriptures that paint a compelling portrait of God. You are invited to explore, experience, and know the one who desires to make us whole. This is Mississauga Connect. When Pastor Smith declared that fire is in the pew, God's presence is here. Happy Sabbath, Mrs. Aga Church. Yes, that sounds better because when you are in the house of the Lord and you shout amen, you should feel the earthquake. I want to thank Pastor Spence and the family and Pastor Smith for the kind invitation to share with you the word of God and also the pastoral team at Mrs. Aga Church. Thank you very much for your leadership. And anytime I go, I have a tradition of introducing my wife. I call her my sugar dumpling. So this name is registered in Canada House. So please don't do a copycat. Sugar dumpling is especially for her. And this morning I say, Hannah, I always introduce you sugar dumpling. And how do you call me? She look at me and say, you are the tomatoes in my jollof rice. <laughs> amen and amen. <laughs> wow. I have my children here, Andrew and Benita. Um, Michael is away. And I also have some of our friends that have joined us. I have Akeda, prophetess. Amen. And I also have the Browns family here, Keith and John, and also your sister, Keith, from England, visiting us, and I think it's her first time in Mississauga Church from the UK. Amen? I hope that Her Majesty the Queen is doing well. God save the Queen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And I also have the uncles in the house, Patricia and Kevin, and also my goddaughter, um, Ajua, in the house. Amen? I have Pastor Mark Leslie. Pastor, amen, and your beautiful wife-to-be, Mel, and your family. Pastor Mark is getting married tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And Mark, if you need confidence when they say you may kiss the bride, see us after church. We will give you the package when we say you may kiss the bride. Amen. We thank God for his faithfulness. We thank God because he's been good to us. I'm here to speak to you about the theme or the subject. Hold on. Hold on. Never let go. Hold on because your blessing is coming. Sometimes you feel that you don't have any blessings and that you feel very empty. Hold on. Hold on. Never let go. Keep hope alive. Keep the hope burning. Hold on because change is coming. Your blessing is coming. We will be taking a journey through um, the, the story of Jacob. Every one of you will find your own storyline in this journey. And as we go through, just connect with your God in heaven. Let's bow for prayer. Father God, you know the time is here for us to share your word. 
you have been so intentional to give us the story of Jacob that all of us will find our lives and our voices and our ways in it as we take this journey. Please, God, rest your mighty hands on all of us. I thank you for speaking through me in your name. Amen and amen. If you kindly open with me to um, Genesis chapter 27. And if you just stay with me on Genesis 27, we're going to just start our journey right now. Genesis 27. So it so happened that one day, Isaac, he, he was old and turning blind. And he called his son Esau, the older son. And he said, Esau, my son, you know I am very old. Perhaps I will die very soon. I want you to go out there in the forest, go to the bush, kill an animal for me. Come and prepare my favorite stew, my favorite soup, my favorite food, and give it to me. So after eating, I will bless you. Wow, what a great commission. Isn't it so true that sometimes we encourage our children and our family members and our friends to go out there and do something that we really adore and like? Yes. So Isaac was no different from all of us. He wanted, in fact, to bless his eldest son. So in the course of having the conversation, Rebecca his wife overheard Isaac saying to Esau, go, hunt, prepare, come for blessings. Wow. She overhears the conversation. And you know, sometimes when you are having a conversation, you must be careful how you deliver your conversation or your message because somebody is listening to your conversation. Am I talking to someone here? Sometimes, when you are giving confidential information, beware of who might be listening. That is why when you say something to someone and the person has not given you permission, don't bring it to prayer meeting. <laughs> Hello? When I say hello, then you say hi. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. When somebody says something confidential to you, don't bring it to prayer meeting. Prayer meeting is where all the gossip happens. Oh, pray for sister so-and-so because they just been diagnosed with cancer. Is it your business? Hello? Hello? Is it your business? So when you are delivering or having conversations, there are some conversations is for some people ears only. It is not for public consumption. So as they were engaging, Rebecca heard. As soon as she heard, she said, my goodness, see how she pushed it. 
But Rebekah overheard that Isaac had said to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt, ha, Rebekah called Jacob. And the Bible puts it this way. She called her son. Okay, so they are twins, so they split them up, yes? Hello? <laughs> Isaac called his son, and Rebekah also called the other son. Twins. So, Rebekah decided to cook a plan with Jacob. In your family system, please don't play favoritism. Hello? <laughs> In your families, don't play what? Favoritism. Because when you play favoritism, you are planting resentment, hatred, pain, and all of that in the family. Whether you are in a nucleus family, a blended family, extended family, church family, don't play favoritism. So they decided to play this game to play favoritism. <laughs> Sometimes when it's time for nominating in the church, that is when, when people go to the nominating committee, you see all the favoritism. They play politics. They will tell you it is a spiritual election, but they already know. Even for general conference, I am not afraid to speak. Before we have the GC sessions, they know who would be president, who would be this and that. I know because I talk to people in higher places. And they will tell you that, hey, this one, we are fasting and praying. Fasting and praying for what? <laughs> Hello? 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 They already elected them about four years ago. And they come and they use Holy Asdel to cover everything. Please, don't play favoritism. It is very dangerous game. I know that sometimes in our families, my daughter would say, Dad, am I your favorite child? And now look at my daughter and say, you are my favorite daughter. And say, because I'm the only daughter, say yes. <laughs> so we are very careful how we relate to our children. So Rebecca decided, hey, your dad, is going to bless your brother. Go and let us do something. Go and get the goats. You know, I'll prepare a meal and, you know, kill and I will prepare and you go for the blessing. Then Jacob thought about it and said, Mom, but you know, I don't have hair like my brother. You see, Jacob is very smart. He's very smart because he was thinking ahead. The mom was not thinking ahead. So the mom said, yes, you were quite right. You know, anytime Esau go and hunt, Jacob will be cooking at home. You know that the brother gave away his birthright, yes? Because of food. 
F-O-O-D, food. <laughs> he went and he said, hey, Jacob is already cooking. He cooked ideas. He cooked the ways to take blessings. Everything about him is cooking. <laughs> he cooked everything. So then he said, okay, now we will use the God, you know, to just cover you and you will be hairy. Wow, they prepared it. He took the food to his dad. His dad said, hey, my son, you were early. What happened? Ha, I want you to turn with me. We are going to discover something here. Please, turn with me to um, Genesis 27 and 20. Isaac asks, how did you find it so quickly, my son? What was his answer? Hello? Hello. Now everybody is talking. You are speaking in tongues. I cannot hear. <laughs> so Jacob said, the Lord your God put in my path. Jacob replied, wow. When did the angel put the animal in his path. You see, when you cook ideas, <laughs> this is what happened. Then you start to devise some ways to justify yourself. So the father said, come close, my son, so that I may touch you. Test number one. Jacob forecasted that I am not hairy. Maybe my dad would like to test the hypothesis. So the father, because he was getting blind, he said, come, close, come. Ha. If you are my son, you saw, I know, come. So he went. The dad touched him. He said, ah, the voice is like Jacob, but the hands is like Esau. My goodness. You behave like Mr. Rice, but your voice is Mr. Tom Harry. You act like this man, but you behave like this. Stop copying people. Be yourself and be original. Your voice is like Jacob, but Everything about you, even when I smell you, it's like Esau. Wow. See, when God created you, he made you special. For those that feel that they are worthless and that something has left them in their lives. You see, before a baby is formed, how many seed? I like using the way see. How many seed does a man produce? Question number one, Curtis. <laughs> billions. Billions. The man will release billions. And when we talk about the greatest race, you see, Usimbot will run with 10 people. He will win and he say, I'm the world champion. When billions of sperms are released, they are running to meet 
the egg. Because they are in a strong face, fight, running. Because they know if they don't get their face, they are dead. And out of the billions, do you know who won the race? It was you. You, you won the race. Stop putting yourself down as if you were nobody. You feel that your dad or mom rejected you. Don't settle. You won the billion race. So because of that, you were unique. You were exclusive. That is why your thumbprint, it is God's signature on you. Mankind can live for 10 trillion years. Nobody can have your thumbprint. Here. That is why the authorities, they are always interested in taking your fingerprints. Because they know nobody can have that. That is God's signature. When God made you, he broke the mold and formed another one. So, don't start to feel useless and that you are nobody. You are somebody by the grace of God. So, lesson number one. Don't steal other people's blessings. Hello? Hello? Don't steal other people's blessings. Lesson number one. If Isaac is talking to Esau, it is okay. Let Isaac talk to Esau. Don't put your foot there and take Esau's blessings. So if you feel that your brethren or maybe your siblings, they have prospered in life, celebrate with them. Rejoice with them. If someone is bereaved, cry with them. Stay close with them. Don't take other people's blessings. Don't be a thief in blessing. You see, the reason why people will take somebody's you know, um, blessing is because they feel that God has not got their portion. But God says that for I know that the plans I have for you, they are what? Ah, brilliant plans. I like to put the word brilliant there. Brilliant plans, good plans to prosper you, not to harm you. So when Jacob decided to put his foot there and to steal the blessings, ha, ah, Esau came, Dad, your food is here. And the father said, oh my goodness, your brother tricked me. The blessing is gone. Esau cried with a loud voice, Father, so don't you even have even one more blessing to give? Oh, my goodness. This is, this is so painful. Don't you have even one more blessing to give me? The father said, no. Once, once for all. Going once, once is gone. And because of stealing, Favoritism. Esau was so bitter to the point that he even purposed to even kill his brother Jacob. Wow. No wonder why in our family systems, when dispute happens, you don't want to even talk to your siblings or even your church family member anymore. Because of what you have built, the pain you have built in there. So the mom said, Jacob, you need to run away. 
go to my brother. Go there. Hurry up and go. Because if you don't hurry up, because of what you did, you see what the mom is now putting on the son? <laughs> because of what you did. Young people, I always tell you, beware of who you hang around with. Sometimes you hang around with your friends and they go and do those miscellaneous items. You get caught. You have not even participated. The fact that you are in the circle, you too, you get trouble too. Stop engaging in those miscellaneous activities. So he decided to run. He ran so fast that <laughs> I think that Usimbot will not even catch him on the road. Because he was running for his life. You know, there are some of us running away. Maybe it could be fear. Maybe you were running out of fear or out of guilt. All the runaway dads in church today, stop running. After today, go and look for your children. If you are runaway mom, don't run anymore. If you have abandoned family, don't abandon them. Stop running. Hold on because your blessing is coming. So as he was running, he came to a point whereby he was so tired. And the Bible says that he was tired, he was weak, and night the sun was setting. Can you begin to imagine what was going through Jacob's mind? That having a rest here, will my brother track me down in the night to find me? All type of things was going on in his head. But all that he could do was to sing a song. I must tell Jesus. Sing it with me. All of my trust. Oh, yes. I cannot. Oh, yes. Bad is alone. Oh, Jacob. Is my despair. Oh, yes. Help Jacob sing the song. Oh, yes. I must tell Jesus. Oh, yes. The burdens were too much, so he has to tell Jesus. Oh, yes. He was so tired. He was tired. Oh, yes. Jesus alone. Jacob sang, I must tell Jesus, all of my pain and trials. You know, I cannot carry on. So as he was there, he decided to just take a nap and sleep. But guess what? He did not have a pillow. 
The Bible said that he found a stone. He found a stone. How would you feel if you put your head on the stone? You sleep in the comfort of your pillows, and some of you snore away in the middle of the night, and you don't worry about anything. Someone needed just one pillow. He couldn't find a pillow. All that he found was a stone to put his head on. See, lesson number one, even if your life is at stake, when night time comes, sleep. Hello? There are some of you, when you are worrying, you worry all night and in the morning the problem has not sorted and you've not even had your good sleep. Lesson number one, you are worried, you have to do what? Sleep. Because if you don't sleep, the dream will never come. I'm just taking you back to the boys when Nebuchadnezzar told them that <laughs> I will kill all my wise men. If you don't tell me my dream and the interpretation, you know Nebuchadnezzar, this guy was very cheeky. You have a dream, you've forgotten, you want people to tell you the dream and give the interpretation. He said, if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill all of you. And Daniel gathered his friends. He said, let's go to God in prayer. After praying, even though they knew that their lives were at stake, in the night, Daniel slept. Because before he went to bed, he said, God, the video clip you showed Nebuchadnezzar, I'm ordering the video clip. Can you give me the video clip? And in the night, the angels were busy, 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 connecting all the wires. And God gave the internet connection, www.nebuchadnezzar.dream.com. Wow, my goodness. And he had the dream. Because if you don't sleep, you will never dream. So the best remedy for worrying is for you to sleep. Because some of you in the night, you will use your hand to give your problems to God like this. And before you go to sleep, you use this hand to take the problem. And you worry all night. So Jacob slept on the stone. Whilst he was sleeping. Wow. God decided to visit the corridors in his mind through dreams. And God looked at the angels and said, guys, come, come, come. You know, I am seated right here. I want you to throw a long ladder from here. Take it down to the boy. He's a thief. He's running away. You know what? Whatever that you have been doing or wherever that you've been, God will never judge you. God will never judge you. God will always come to your aid when you go to him in prayer. So God extended the ladder from his throne right down to him, and God gathered the angels. He said, I want you guys to just go down. Ask him what he wants. So the angels, they just sent it from heaven. They came. Um, Jacob. Your father in heaven says that, what is the big deal now? Jacob said, you know, ha, my life 
is at stake. My brother wants to kill me. So the angels went up to heaven and said, that, Father God, your boy says that he's worried about his life. God said, that, go down, tell him that I am still the shelter in the time of storm. So they came and they delivered to um, Jacob. And Jacob said, that, you know what? I, I am broke. My bank account is overdrawn. I, I have got only one cloth. What is it that I have to do? And the angels went up to God and said, that, hey, your son is broke. What can we tell him? God says, that, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new message we see. All that you have needed, my hands have provided. Don't worry about tomorrow. He said, okay, now the journey ahead of me, where I am, where am I going? He went and he told God and God said that he leadeth me. Wow. By his own hands, he leads me. He said that don't worry. God says that in front of you, the pillar of fire. Behind you, the pillar of cloud. Don't worry, just go your way. And that is what God has been doing for your lives. Stop worrying about things. God is in the business of sending his angels, connecting to you. Stop minimizing yourself. So anytime you have a disappointment in life or you have a challenge in your life, every challenge that you meet is an opportunity for a divine conversation. Oh, maybe you did not hear me. Every challenge you meet in your life is an opportunity for a divine conversation. So here, he found himself by his uncle. Wow. And when he got there, the Bible says that he looked up and he saw the uncle's daughter, whose name is called Rachel. And the Bible says that Rachel, she is so beautiful. Beautiful. You know, there are some of you, you hide God's, you know, creation. What God has created, you hide it. I am not the one saying it's in the Bible. That is found in Genesis chapter 29. You can read from 16. Says that, and, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a beautiful face. So that means that <laughs> this young lad, Jacob, that guy, he was not blind. He could see. <laughs> he saw what was good. So the uncle said that you are really my own flesh and blood. Wow. You are my flesh and blood. I want you to note there, flesh and blood. I will come back. So here, they made an agreement. The agreement was that Jacob was going to work for the uncle in return for something. So he said, work for seven years. You want my daughter? Work for seven years. And when you work for seven years, you can have my daughter, Rachel. So this man worked and he said, okay, and now I have got some flocks too. You will take the ones 
that have got spots and I will take the plain ones because the plain ones were multiplying. As soon as he gave Jacob the spots, all of a sudden, the spots were multiplying. And the plain ones went. And Laban became so, you know, jealous and decided, that, okay, now let's switch. They switch. Jacob had more blessings. When God bless you, nobody can take it away from you. When Jesus opens, nobody can close. And when you enter and you close, nobody can open. So that was what was happening to Jacob. Anywhere he went, blessings were flowing. Because remember, God has visited him in the corridor of his mind. Wow. From teeth to blessing. So it so happened that the wedding night came. He woke up in the morning. Ah! This is the correct husband, but the wrong wife. <laughs> you see, this <laughs> man, Jacob, that guy have got patience. If Jacob, he was any of us, the Bible would have read very differently. <laughs> Hello? Hello? And they would say that, and Curtis and Pastor Smith woke up in the morning, went to the father-in-law. He said that I worked for seven years. You gave me someone else. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible would have read very differently. But the uncle said, hey, here in our culture, maybe your mom didn't teach you. The eldest one will marry first before the youngest one. So if you want Rachel, work for another how many years? Ah, my goodness. Work for another seven years. Children of God. The Bible says that seven years was like two days to Jacob because he loved Rachel. If you have a passion and you've been trying for six months and you've not succeeded, try again. Hello? If you have tried for two years, try again. It's not about giving up on your passion. You feel that things have fallen apart? Gather again and try. I always encourage the people that Thomas Edison, <laughs> electric bulb, he tried 1,000 times. Can you begin to imagine when he was 500 halfway, he didn't even know he was halfway, even think, thinking of giving up. Now, because of his endurance, perseverance, now, the whole universe, everybody depends on one man's tenacity, invention, the electric ball. When he came out, the paparazzi said, Thomas, how does it feel to fail 1,000 times? He said, I didn't fail 1,000 times. I took 1,000 steps to get there. So, children of God, whatever that you're doing, it's never a failure in your life. 
You are making steps towards your goal. You are making steps because fail is only an acronym. First attempt in learning. It's never a failure. First attempt in learning. So let's dispute all those negativity around failures and you attempted one, you didn't succeed and so what? Try again. You tried the second time, you did not succeed. Who cares? Try again. Keep going. Because the more you try, the more you are a winner in life. It's not about giving up. So he tried for seven more years. And the Bible said, when he finally got Rachel, wow, Leah was not loved anymore. It's in scriptures. All of a sudden, everything was about Rachel and Rachel and Rachel. And even though it was all about Rachel, Rachel was not able to conceive. Leah started one, ha, Ruby's here, and Judah, hey, two, you know, including the concubine, ten children. The stone that was rejected has now become the cornerstone. And now Leah started to play mockery, you know, to tease Rachel of all you. Beauty, look at you. You don't even have children. And God saw the pain. In your pain, God will remember you. God saw the pain, and God decided to open the womb of Rachel and give two children. When she had the two, wow, she can also say, I'm somebody. See, all things, all things. It didn't say some or part of things. It said that all things work what? Together. Ha. All things. In Leah's pain, where she had Judah, ha. and it keeps going. Jesse, uh, Solomon, all of them coming. That is the lineage where Jesus came from. That is the lineage where Jesus came from. Out of love, then we had for God so loved the world. So in your pain and in your rejection, Jesus will come shining through in your life. Never give up. So all things work together. All the miserable times, the painful times, the lonely times, all of it, it will come together. I often talk about the man that I love so much, Moses, that he was 120 years old. His life is divided into three equal parts. The first 40 years, he thought he was somebody. Because he was raised in the palace. Everything was at his disposal. When he killed someone, he also ran away just like Jacob was running away. And the next 40 years, he thought he was nobody because he was where? In the wilderness. All things work together. So when God needed someone to deliver the children, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are the executive board meeting. They met, they say, we want somebody with a palace experience and a wilderness experience. Wow. They review all the resumes. 
um, Anton's resume was there. Pastor Smith's resume was there. You know, Elder Opel's you know, resume, it was all there. And they were reviewing it, and they said that the one that has got the palace experience and the wilderness experience is who? Moses. Because remember, when he was in the palace, he had the identity crisis too. Because when he goes to the Hebrew people, they say that, Moses, you were too Egyptian to be Hebrew. When you go to the Egyptian, they say you were too Hebrew to be e Egyptian. He didn't know where he... But all things. So in the course of their journey, when Moses tells them, don't touch the water. They say, Moses, how do you know? He said, I've been there for 40 years. So in your lonely moments, in the moments that you've been so broke that even $2 you don't have in your bank accounts, all of this works together for good. To them that love who? The Lord. Never give up. So Jacob decided that, hey, now it is time to leave here and go. Because... <laughs> In my culture, we have a saying that That means that if you make a trap and you bend the stick like this, and it snaps, it, it comes back. So in other words, he needs to go back to where he came from. That is why sometimes our parents, when they come, they worked so hard, they built homes, and they said that now I'm on pension, I need to go back home. And sometimes it's good to go back to the family of origin. All of you here, by default, you come from Africa, so don't go to Caribbean, go back home. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 You know, I'm not hearing the amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, all of you, go back home. When you go back home to Ghana, um, you've been there. Elder Kwasi went when he was going to Ghana. He called me. He said, that, Elvis, I need to go and see where they put the slaves in the ship. So I showed him, and whilst he was in Ghana, we were in constant communication. He went. There. When you are going now, they say, a point of no return. You go in the ship, you are not coming back. I have got good news. The good news is, even though our forefathers never made it, you will make it there. And when you go back, they have a point that is a, a point of return. It's healing. It's therapeutic. So, Jacob decided that he would take a trip back home. But guess what? He was afraid of who? Esau. Because of what he did. So, <laughs> the journey was that he told Aban, I am leaving. I said, no, my daughters are mine. Their grandchildren, everything is about Laban. This one-stop man, Jacob said, I need a house. He said, I will give you a house. I need wives. I will give you wives. I need this. I will give them. Be careful of one-stop people. You are a lady. You need a say for the guy. Say, I'll buy you a phone. 
I'll buy you shoes. I'll buy you cars, everything. The moment you have an argument, say that, give me everything, and you are broke. So, in other words, when you collect one or two items, let it be. So, he said, I need to go. So, Jacob thought, hold on a minute. Huh. I am afraid of my brother. Now, I will get all of them, my servants, my children, my wives, all the flocks, every, everyone should go ahead of me. Go. <laughs> and remember, Laban said, you are my nephew, you are my flesh and what? Blood. But see all the treatment he went through. So don't worry. When in your family you feel that you are being mistreated, those people that are your flesh and blood, they are the ones that will sometimes mistreat you, and the strangers are the ones that will treat you nice. Even in church, some people come to church, and before they leave church, they are more broken than they came in. And sometimes the stranger, who is even not a Christian, those are the ones that will even come to your aid. So he said, everybody, go. Go forward. Just go in front of me. I will be alone here. He stayed alone. Sometimes it is good to be alone so that you can wrestle and talk to God. So whilst he was sleeping, the angel came and touched him. He woke up and started a fight. Ha. This is the fight of all the fights. This is a fight between the supernatural and natural. This is a fight between the powerful and the weak. This is a fight between divine and humanity. So he wrestled. He would toss on top of the angel. The angel would toss him on top of him. And the angel kept fighting and fighting. And when dawn was coming, the angel said, let me go. And Jacob said, uh-uh. You are here on this plain ground. Now, this is my territory. I'm not letting you go. You have to bless me. And the angel said that, Jacob, what type of blessings do you need? I thought your father blessed you, Jacob. I thought that you let your father bless you. What type of blessings do you need? Jacob, I thought that you have a lot of flocks. Jacob, I thought you have wives. Jacob, I thought you have children. Jacob, I thought you have servants. What type of blessing do you need? And the angel was right. And sometimes in all what you have, you feel empty and alone. So in this, Jacob said, I need you to bless me. Bless me now. Because if you don't bless me, I will not let you go. So in the course of fighting, the angel said, I need to hurry up and go because I don't want the daylight to find me. And Jacob said, hey, you will miss your breakfast in heaven. <laughs> I am not going to let you go. You are going to miss morning devotion in heaven. So the Bible said that the angel touched him, crippled him. And you know, the angel cheated him. But Jacob was crippled. And he said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, from now, you will not be called Jacob. I've changed your name. You are now Israel. 
God is going to change your name. If you were alone, God is going to just touch you and cripple you because now Jacob walking like this, crippled, but he was powerful. Jacob walking and feeling that I cannot run from my brother anymore, but God says I'm still the shelter in the time of storm. He was walking and just limping because guess what? When Esau comes, how can he run? He cannot run, but you know that God is still with him. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. Help me. He walks and talks along. Oh, he lives. He lives. Oh, yes. My heart. So Jacob was approaching. And when the brother saw him, Esau, the Bible says that Esau saw that it was not the thief anymore because he had been covered with the blood of Jesus. And he was limping. He was not sure whether the brother was going to chop his head off. But he was still coming powerful because divinity was flashing through him. And when the brother saw him limping and coming, the Bible says that the brother ran so fast and hugged his brother. And Jacob says, see, I have got a lot of things. Please take them and spare my life. And the brother said, I'm so happy. To connect you. You see, the first blessing and God's blessing canceled the first one. And because of that, forgiveness came through. Why are you harboring unforgiveness in your heart? It is okay to let go when you are embittered. Don't keep it because unforgiveness is drinking a poison as if it will kill that person. It will kill you very softly. Let it go. So, in your lives, maybe you've been running away from something. I'm closing now. Maybe you have got children that are running away and you seem not to find them or siblings. We are going to wrestle with God right now. Why don't you join me here? And we are going to ask God. We will not let God go until... He blesses. Hold on. We are going to hold on because our blessings is coming. Yes, you may be limping like Jacob, but it is okay to limp when you are powerful. It is okay to limp when God is with you. It is okay to limp because you are still hiding in the secret place of the shadow of the Almighty. It is okay to limp because nobody can touch you. So why don't you limp and come over? We are going to put things before God and wrestle with God now. In times like this, it is okay to wrestle. Jacob is the only man who fought with God, physical, and he won. Wow, the only man. When one angel came, when Jesus on Sunday 
to, you know, ask Christ to just wake up from his sleep. The Bible said that just one angel, all the soldiers fell dead like dead bodies. They could not even stand one angel. And the same one angel showed up, but Jacob held on to him. And they fought and they wrestled. Right now, we are going to wrestle with God. It's okay. Hold on. Because your blessing is coming. Change is coming. I will pray and Pastor Smith will end with a prayer. Hold somebody just close to you. Hold the person's hand. Because we are not going to let the angel go. God himself will not let them go. The great God of wonders. El Shaddai. Ha. The Saturday God called Kwame that you were Kwame. From the Ashanti language, you are so powerful. In front of you, behind you, there is no one. Ha. When you say yes, nobody can say no. Oh, my God is good, though. Father God. Thank you for the message that we have to hold on to you because our blessing is coming. Some of us are here because we are standing in the gap holding on to you and holding on to our loved ones. It could be our children. It could be our parents. It could be our friends, our siblings, our work people, whoever those people are here, even for themselves, we are holding and clinging to you because we will not let you go unless you bless us. Father God, we need a new story. We need you to change our names. We need you to just break us apart because you are the porter. We are the clay. Break us down, mold us and make us according to your will. Yes, we are going to tell you, Jesus, all of our trials and troubles because ha, it's too much for us, God. We cannot carry it alone. Release the heavenly entourage, Father God, and release the blessings. As you are seated by the windows of heaven, pour your blessings on us. And we know that as we wrestle with you, you said you were surrounded by billions of angels. But yet still, when we pray, your ears come close to our mouth. You were such a powerful and amazing God. Thank you, Father God. Please, God, break us now. Mold us according to how you want it. Let us live here having the assurance that indeed, all our loneliness, all our burdens, all our cares, all our you know, iniquities, all of our trials, all of our anxiety, all of our depression, all of our loneliness are indeed lifted at Calvary. Because you are able. We thank you and we claim your promises in Jesus' name.